abruptly. Magnus eagerly complied with Jotzen's scatological order. He completed the task in mere seconds. Panting, wearing a canine expression of relief, the black and tan Alsatian whirled about and sat down. Vigorously wagging his tail, he dropped his head slightly, pointing his shiny nose at the steaming deposit, as if it were a hard-won trophy offered for his master's approval. Brave Hunds, observed Jotzen in German. Sehr gut. Shaking her head in bewilderment, Luba giggled and then said, I love you dearly, Gregor Mikhailovich, but sometimes you confound me. Why on earth are you so compelled to torture that poor dog like that? Discipline, he answered. It's the foundation of all effective training. I would think it's sufficient to bark at him with those German commands. But it's a little much that you insist on even dictating the precise timing of his bowel movements. Ignoring her, he placed his hands on his hips as he stooped over to examine the fresh scat. He looked at it for over a minute, until he was satisfied and then slowly stood erect. So are you still concerned that he might have worms? asked Luba. Always, dear, he replied. As he dusted himself off and adjusted the brim of his hat, a twinkle of light caught his eye. Just a momentary flicker from the tiled rooftop of an apartment building, he suspected that it was a reflection from the binoculars of one of the clumsy GRU counter-espionage agents who kept a constant vigil on everyone's comings and goings. The goons were always on the prowl, constantly seeking even the slightest evidence of subversive activities. He smiled to himself. After all, there was nothing for the lurking spooks to see but a couple out on their evening stroll, walking the family dog, a clockwork occurrence on any given day. Kripost Project Headquarters, 9.05 a.m., Saturday, September 2, 1972. Yotsin quietly entered Abdurov's office, took a chair, and softly declared, I have it. Have what? replied Abdurov, glancing up from a blueprint. He had just returned from Moscow the night before, after briefing the general staff of the high command concerning the preparations for the Krapost launch. You had asked for some means to bypass the perimeter system, Rustam. Here it is, said Yotsin, handing the disfigured general a small scrap of paper. This? asked Abdurov. His brow furrowed as he examined the code. Eight digits? Seven six eight one zero seven two three. How can this be? Yotsen explained how he had observed the perimeter engineers entering the special code that effectively disabled the interlock whenever they chose. He concluded by saying, I am confident that this bypass code is permanently hardwired into the interlock's hardware. It is the key that you seek. Confident asked Abdurov. How confident are you?
Are you certain? Honestly, after closely examining the schematics, I am about 95% confident that it cannot be removed from the interlocks in their workings. In fact, I strongly suspect that this is not just an interim code inserted into the hardware for test purposes, but that it is likely the independent action code as well. If you think about it, there's no practical way for perimeter to relay or otherwise update that code without the risk of compromise. So it has to be hardwired into the interlock from the very outset. But just eight numbers, said Abderov. It could not possibly be that simple. But it is, commented Yotsin. So, how were you able to accomplish this? asked Abderov. I would have thought.